The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, power horse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to help fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. Plus, when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jake. Hour number two here, Phenomenal Football Friday with Nick and Ken, live from Mandalay Bay Sportsbook in Las Vegas, Nevada, presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. We got an amazing hour coming your way, an amazing rest of the show coming your way. Big-ass power hour starts in hour number three. Lockmas, Ken Barkley's entire card for week two of college football, also coming up in hour number three. Drew, Drew Dinsick, the whale capper, will join us in studio one hour from now. Ryan Horvat stops by 40 minutes from now. Colin Wilson stops by 20 minutes from now. But kicking off hour number two here on this Phenomenal Football Friday, as he will do throughout the entire football season, and we are very, very happy to have him on. You know him, you love him. He's our good friend, Sam Paniadovich, who does great work covering sports betting. Uh, you can watch him on Nesson. You can read him on, and also watch him now on Fox Sports uh, with Bear Bets with, oh, our, yeah. with our pal Chris Felica. And uh, you can listen to his sports betting podcast, which is sensational, uh, Chicken Dinner. And you follow him on Twitter, at SP Shoot. Sammy, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken, my friend. How you doing? Doing well, boys. I apologize for the length of the resume. Yeah, it just keeps getting bigger, unfortunately. Um, I'm jealous, though. I wish I was in Vegas because there's no better place to be NFL Week 1 weekend than Las Vegas. And, Sam, I'm sure you've seen this everywhere. I know this isn't on the uh, the list of games we're going to talk to you about, but just wanted to ask you a quick question about Colorado, Nebraska, kind of like a unique betting event just with, like, the number of bets being written, almost all of them on Colorado. And that obviously that doesn't mean Colorado is not going to cover or that it's like some fixed game or trap game or whatever, but it's just a really, really interesting betting situation. I Just knowing you and kind of how you bet, I was surprised Nebraska wasn't on your card. The current line is Colorado by three. Just any thought on that game? I feel like there's a lot of obviously interest in that game in the general public. So I said this on my podcast last night. I have money on Nebraska plus three, but I didn't want to be that guy that is like picking against Colorado just for content, you know, like I, I don't want to be that person. And it's sort of a lose-lose spot if I pick against Colorado week one and week two and they they get me both times. But I, 
that being said, I, the most important thing is your own money and your own bankroll. Yeah, I took actually three and a half um, on Tuesday. I was able to get three and a half with the Huskers. Very good defensive front. You know, I didn't come away from Minnesota, Nebraska, really downgrading either team. I, I upgraded their defenses, and that starts with the line. Nebraska is going to put pressure on a very weak Colorado offensive line. TCU couldn't get home. I think Nebraska will, and if this is a rock fight and Shadur Sanders is running for his life, Nebraska will win the game, but I was happy to take anything three or higher. You know what I mean? All right, that is uh, Colorado and Nebraska. Um, again, like the handle on this game is just like absolutely preposterous. Uh, another game that will have a lot of handle and a lot of interest on college football Saturday, week number two, Sam, is going to be Alabama and Texas. These two teams obviously played a barn burner last year, pulled out by Bryce Young at Alabama. This year, the Crimson Tide seven-point favorites, the total 53-and-a-half. What do you like here with Bama and Texas coming up on Saturday? You don't get many shots to lay Bama touchdown at home. You know, I think you can count those on one hand the last five years. And uh, I just thought that was a, a really good buy low spot on a, on a very good team. You know, I understand that Bama doesn't have the team it had last year, at least at this point in time. I mean, who knows how these guys progress, but losing Bryce Young, Jameer Gibbs and Will Anderson was a big deal. That being said, I actually went to this game in Austin last year and the spread was 21. So I, I don't, I don't understand how Bama goes from minus 21 at Texas to Bama minus seven at home. Sure, we've upgraded Texas, but what has Texas really done? They have a good defense, but I have my questions about their offense, uh, specifically at running back, where they not only lost Bajan Robinson, but Ronshawn Johnson, or Roshan Johnson, excuse me, who's now playing with the Bears. I mean, that's their one-two punch that is gone. And, uh, you know, Bama's going to make the second-half adjustments. It's also the angle that everybody loves to talk about. It's saving against a former assistant. It might be close early, but, I mean, only laying seven with a saving team that – Really has a lot to prove this year. You know, pin behind the ears type team. Lot to prove. I like the seven here, so I laid it. Sam, I know one thing you're you're really keen on, one thing you like to do is really chart quarterback injuries, even like watching a lot of the obscure games from the week before, thinking maybe you can get like an edge when the, the numbers come out for the following week, like maybe a quarterback's going to play, maybe he's not. I know there's been a lot of questions with Ohio and their quarterback situation. I know you've been on this a lot. So maybe kind of just explain to people that, like it's Ohio, Florida, Atlanta. I doubt really anybody knows what's going on in this game that listens to our show. Uh, FAU minus three and a half. Uh, total, I believe, is in the low 60s. What do you like here, Ohio and Florida Atlantic? It starts with the quarterback, and that's Curtis Rourke, who, depending on which odds maker you talk to, is worth five and a half, six points. And that's a lot for a quarterback in college football. But the drop-off is even bigger because Ohio's backup is not good at all. He got his bell rung week zero against San Diego State. And everybody was sort of saying, well, it must be a knee setback. It must be a knee injury. It wasn't. It was a concussion. And if you remember in that game, he was basically holding his helmet on the sideline, begging to go back in, and they didn't let him go back in. They ended up losing to San Diego State. He also didn't play last week against Long Island. We are being told that he's in. He's going to get cleared, and he'll be active tomorrow against Florida Atlantic. These two teams played last year. Final score was 41-38. It was like watching the Energizer Bunny on steroids, just back and forth. The pace was outstanding. 41-38 in that game. And Rourke is back. I think Florida Atlantic has a better quarterback this year with Casey Thompson, who came over from Nebraska. Tom Herman obviously is going to play fast. We know Ohio is going to be able to throw the ball down the field with Rourke back under center. And this thing opened like 58-59. It got bet up to 63 in Vegas, and there's been a little bit of buyback the other way. But, yeah, you could find a 61 right now at multiple sportsbooks. 
they're going to rule Rourke in tomorrow, and people are going to, again, bet the over. So I think 61, if you can get anything there or lower, go over in this one. I expect a whole lot of points in Ohio and Florida Atlantic. You better, you better here with Nick and Ken. Phenomenal football Friday. Talking college football week two and NFL week one with our friend Sam Paniadovich of Ness and Fox Sports and the Chicken Dinner Podcast. Sam on Twitter at SP Shoot. Uh, Sam, let's turn our attention to the professionals and coming up on Sunday. What do you got for us here in this Browns-Bengals game on Sunday in Cleveland? Joe Burrow is going to play for Cincinnati, but it looks like Denzel Ward's going to be good to go for the Cleveland Browns. So battle for Ohio, Bengals at Browns. What do you got on Sunday? I'm betting defense here, Nick, in the battle of Ohio. I look at the biggest matchup in this game as the one where you pit a really solid Browns defensive line against sort of a middle-of-the-pack lower of the pack offensive line for Cincinnati. To me, if Miles Garrett and Zadarius Smith can get to the pocket and pressure Burrow, the Browns could win this game outright. I mean, obviously that's not the boldest thing in the world. They're a two-and-a-half-point dog. But I think this game should be a pick em. You have a couple things working out for Cincinnati. Everybody's going to bet them. People love them on the money line. People are always going to lay short numbers, like the twos and the two-and-a-halves. But really, I looked at where this game opened. Knowing all that, knowing that the public is going to love the Bengals here, and they do. This is like a three, four to one ticket count in most books in Vegas. Why didn't they open at three, right? I mean, they opened at two and a half, knowing full well that Joe Public is going to lay the two and a half. And I'm looking at the board now, and I'm seeing some twos pop up. So you have you have more tickets on the the road favorite, but clearly more cash on the home dog. And you know, I, I think you know if you can get two and a half, two. That's a buy point for me on 458 Cleveland. I love their defensive line in this game. And and let's see what Watson and Chubb can do with a full year of preparation. Watson didn't have arm strength last year. He wasn't really in shape. I think that's all different this year. So I think Cincinnati clearly has a higher ceiling in the macro, but in the micro, I'm going to take the home dog. Sam, Dolphins Chargers, kind of one of the sexier games in week one for sure. A really high total in the game. Uh, point spread is Chargers by three. And obviously, I think everybody knows Jalen Ramsey, like big offseason acquisition for Miami. He's not going to play in this game. We found out earlier in the show, Teron Armstead, the left tackle for Miami, also not going to play. Might explain why this got bet Chargers minus two and a half to three, maybe a little bit earlier in the week. So Chargers by three, total about 51. I, I like Miami in this game, despite the injuries. What about you? Yeah, I'm on the Dolphins, too. I think the biggest offseason move that nobody's talking about is Miami adding Vic Fangio at defensive coordinator. I mean, there's a reason that guy wins everywhere he goes, at least when he's at D.C. I mean, it's a different story when some of these bridesmaids become the bride, you know, and he wasn't great as a head coach at a very small sample size. But putting Mike McDaniel on one side of the ball and Vic Fangio on the other is a big win. And this guy is going to figure out a way to sort of slow – Justin Herbert. We know that Kellen Moore is going to be throwing the deep ball a lot more this year. He's going to push it down the field with Herbert and all those receivers. But Fangio's great at taking away the deep ball. This guy is just going to hes going to change this team. They could go from a sort of fringe contender to a Super Bowl sleeper this year. And, and you guys know I have McDaniel at 23-1 to 1 coach of the year. I think Tyreek Hill at 150 or higher for MVP is not a bad bet, but if Tua stays upright this year, this team is going to be one of the best in football on both sides of the ball. They have a good special teams unit as well. And I, I have the fish here winning the game. I took plus 150 on the money line, but if you want to take three, by all means do that. I, I think Miami is going gonna, is gonna to stun the Chargers here, and, and this should be a great game. I mean, what's better than Tua and Herbert for, for 60 minutes?
absolutely love it. Uh, I, I bet the Dolphins to win the Super Bowl. So I'm on yep. the same page as you, Sam, with some, of, with some of these thoughts here on, uh, on Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, number one. Mm. Uh, we'll chuckle coming up momentarily here, Sam, but want to get your thoughts on what we saw last night in the NFL season opener. Uh, Lions beat the Chiefs, and I think maybe some people might say, yeah, maybe a little lucky lucky to do so, but they did win the game. Um, any impressions betting-wise coming out of Detroit beating Kansas City? Maybe you think, wow, like Kansas City might be in some trouble. Maybe you're thinking, wow, is Detroit like a legit Super Bowl contender? Your betting thoughts, please, coming out of the Lions' uh, upset win on the road at Arrowhead. I was impressed with Detroit's defense. And I know a lot of that has to do with Kansas City sort of being weak at wide receiver and not having one of the biggest players in the game in Travis Kelsey. But they, they were really good on the defensive line. And, and really, you know, we've talked a lot about Detroit's offensive line. I think they're a top three unit in football. Um, they're going to be able to run the ball a lot better this year with David Montgomery. Gibbs is a joystick. And we know they're going to have offensive talent with St. Brown and and when Jamison Williams gets, gets back. But Brian Branch looked incredible. Jack Campbell looks really good at linebacker. Like, that front seven for Detroit was the weakness last year for that team. And I don't, I don't even know that it's a weakness anymore. Um, you know, I, say what you want about the Chiefs' right tackle, like false starting all game. It is what it is. I think that's going to get corrected. But even with all that and the drop step for the right tackle, Aiden Hutchinson was, was tearing this guy up. That team, if they can play well defensively, they're going to be dangerous. My concern, though, with Detroit is that you have Paul Bunyan making decisions in the final two minutes. <laughs> I mean, that guy is I, – I, I don't even know how to explain Dan Campbell's decision-making. The fourth and three at the 40, punting it. Yeah, they won the game, but that was still a stupid decision. And I was waiting for him to, like, kick a field goal when they were down six yesterday. Like, I, I texted my buddy. I go, hey, they're down six. Watch him kick a field goal from the 17. He scares me. I think he limits them big picture. But that team is going to win a lot of football games in the regular season. Yeah, we saw Dan Campbell's coach of the year odds drop. Uh, Jameer Gibbs' offensive rookie of the year stayed the same, which was kind of interesting. Kind of feel like that was maybe not a dud of a performance. He's awesome, but I don't know if that's like a, a legit offensive rookie of the year contender. Uh, Jameer Gibbs for the Lions. Sam, we got like 90 seconds to go. Plenty of plenty of runway here for the chuckle game. Uh, this is always for people who haven't heard this spot before. It's like a really obscure, usually FCS game. These markets are crazy. They fluctuate wildly. Just like really funny matchups in general. Um, what do you got? What's the chuckle game for this week? We got about a minute to go. Yeah, we had the over in Missouri last week, 44 and a half, 45. It landed 45, so we either won or pushed, depending on the number. We're going to go to Penn State and Delaware. Now, nobody's up on these games right now. This is an extra game, 309-089. We're going to bet anything over in the low 50s, uh, like 53, 54. That's sort of the expected total in terms of power ratings. Penn State probably gets there by themselves. I mean, they could win 56-3 to if they have to. We know Franklin's a prick. He's going to run it up. But really, Penn State has two good quarterbacks. They have four really good running backs. So when you pull Aller and the starters out, they're going to keep pressing it. And we know Franklin wants to get run from the backups. If you can get a 53 or a 54 tomorrow, I promise you, it will not last. We're going to go over anything under 54 in Delaware and Penn State. I love it. That, that, is, that got a chuckle out of us yeah. also. With the, the, with the answer drop, anytime you drop the rotation number. Yeah, 9023065. Yeah, it's. Oh, okay. I, I love as it. As opposed to like 20. And, like, and we joked about that last week being like a like a call back to the halcyon days of our youth, like like phoning bets in. Right. So like, yeah, it's uh, you know, um, you know, J J J L J L K uh five six uh password blue. 
Um, can I can I can I get the line, please, on Penn State and Delaware three eight nine eight six? And you get you give them the number, and like even if you go to the ticket writer, they're just like, oh, what do you want? Normally it's like two one two two one zero. You're like, yeah, seven four three two one six five, and they're like, wait, say, wait, sir, say that say that again. No, sir, like, no, didn't ask for your phone no you're offering it. I promise. Yeah, is, you are. That yeah. is good stuff from our pal Sam Paniotovich. Um, so Sam's resume is expanding, and there's a good reason for that because he's awesome and he's in demand, and he should be because he's great. Uh, you watch him on Nesson. You read him and you watch him on Fox Sports as part of Bear Bets, Chris Felica's podcast, which is awesome. And you can, Sam is featured on that show. And you listen to his sports betting podcast, Chicken Dinner, and you follow him on Twitter at SP Shoot. My friend, we sincerely appreciate the time. We sincerely appreciate the bets and the analysis. Wishing you the best of luck. And we will catch up with you next week, my friend, on a phenomenal football Friday. Yes, you will. Thanks for having me. And I only hope next week that my next shuffle game is like, I want the rotation number to be as long as my credit card number. That's all I want. <laughs> That's awesome. Maybe tell us that credit card yeah. number, man. He's killing it. You have to Our guy Sam. Like, I, uh, I want the over in, uh, in what, Penn's, who's Penn State playing? Uh, Della, the, uh, Del- the Blue Hens. I want the over Penn State Delaware. Be like uh, uh, 16 digits. What's the expiration date? It's a verification code. Uh, yeah, that, uh, that three-digit code on the front. Yeah, what you got so, there? You want to bet this game? Yeah. All right. On the other side, more college football bets for week number two. Colin Wilson from the Action Network stops by. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus